Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Of course, we are here. It is a Tuesday evening. This fine, uh, I want to say warm, but it's not warm because it's not warm in Texas yet, but this fine Tuesday evening here in Texas as usual. So this is Sea Time, the online show for the off-road enthusiasts where we're going to try to enjoy a pint full of awesome while beer drinking and bench racing through all of the fun off-road shenanigans that have gone on in the world. This is episode 19, and when I say 19, I actually mean... 119 um so 100 plus that can you teach me math i don't think i know what's going on <laughs> you don't want me to <laughs> so i am brian pierced i am your host uh for this evening uh why that's relevant is because obviously we have more than just myself sitting on the couch this evening uh this is jordan bailey and she she's been on the show quite a few times before uh we'd love to get her insight uh, especially when we talk about all of the fun GNCC racing. Um, before we get totally started into the show, I definitely have to say one thank you to all of our sponsors, people like Fly Racing, of course. Um, <laughs> things going on in the background. Fly Racing, fantastic supporters of the seat time. Ride PG, where Mr. Bolton, they have their own redheaded stepchild. Who doesn't want that? And then, of course, uh, the guys over at Still World Performance. All fantastic uh, supporters and sponsors of seat time, and we really, really appreciate that. Second, Big thanks to everybody that purchased one of the Keep Calm and Brap On uh, tanks that's going to be keeping you looking sick this summer. Um, we did try that new fundraising thing through Teespring. Uh, things have seemed to go pretty well. Uh, hopefully, once we get the product shipped to us, everything looks kosher. Um, so big thanks to that. We will have another Pintful of Awesome award this fine evening, and that'll be great. So, and uh, Stephen, in case you haven't seen that, that image is in the folder where it typically lives, so that way you can... Uh, peruse the images <laughs> um so as we uh go into this that's it we're gonna get jump in here this is our pre-season pre-season show for the 2014 gncc season um let's just go ahead and say hello guest how are you doing this fine evening so hello guest how are you doing this fine <laughs> evening <laughs> i'm doing good how about you? <laughs> and then of course we could bring up our uh, our red-headed stepchild and his <laughs> lost lover if you will jared bolton <laughs> and jeremy sailor over there in uh, some other state how are you guys doing great excellent i drove 500 miles to be here tonight <laughs> It's totally worth it. You drove 500 miles to give me your seed. <laughs> this is going to be way more interesting than I thought. I have a feeling. Uh, well, I appreciate you guys coming on. I know it's going to be a fantastic endeavor. And we're going to talk, hopefully, all things GNCC, whether they want us to or not. And then, of course, uh, National Enduro Series just picked up. So we've got a lot of news there to chat on. And uh, our buddy Zach Huberty is actually going to join in on our little Google Hangout a little bit later um, to chat as well. Um, I wanted to talk a bit about the fact that here in Texas, we just had our one of our local series, TCCRA, start up this past weekend. We're Texas, right? We don't, we don't typically – we've talked about how, bi how bipolar this state is. And uh, I think I would just weekend. prefer Jordan to tell us about how batshit crazy it was out there uh, in Bridgeport, Texas. In typical Texas fashion – we had 80 degrees, 80s, was it higher than that on Saturday? Oh, it was, yeah. You wanted vintage gear on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sweating, hot, dry, dusty on Saturday. And Sunday, 
it was, I think the high was 23, and that was in the morning. Got colder all day, sleeted, snowed. We raced in sleet. It was disgusting. <laughs> so, do you do you have frostbite on your fingertips? I, I honestly thought I did have frostbite after the race. I jumped back in the truck as soon as I got back, and I, I, I might have started crying because my hand hurt so bad, <laughs> and it was just stuck like this. I was like, ah. Now, Jared, you don't, you don't think that... Uh... Jordan would actually cry, do you? Nah, she's like pretty tough to me. If anybody's gonna cry first, it's gonna be Coop. Yep. Yeah, pretty sure. Mainly because they didn't have the. If I was there, it'd probably be me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we always know you're gonna be the first one to cry. I think um, that one of the things that Cooper would have been looking for, as myself, because I have very sensitive nipples as well, is uh, some heated band aids to cover up the little nips. Because that. That's the next thing that Fly Racing should bring out. They came out with the windproof jersey, which works phenomenal in those situations. But maybe when it's like just windy, but not so- windproof bandage. I have a few a, a feeling a few ladies would probably enjoy that as well. Too. Maybe not taking them off. No, I'm, 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 that sounds rough. There is no there is no <laughs> yes to that, folks. It's only a no. Well, um, uh, Jared uh, and and Jeremy, Jeremy, we know that you just drove 500 miles. Uh, you're obviously. Uh, probably just past halfway on the way to Florida. Um, so what did you guys do this past weekend, and was it awesome? Well, I've been, uh, I've been on the Supercross tour, so I was uh, wherever the hell that was this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wake up some mornings and go, where am I? So where were we? You were in Indy. I was in Indy, and it was cold as hell. <laughs> uh. Huh? What? You were you were in Indy? Yeah. Yeah, I was in Indy. I I've done all the super bosses so far. <laughs> well, uh, what did you think? Uh, what did you think about the track? I thought it was pretty awesome because I really enjoy it when it gets nice and ruddy, um, like that because uh, it really is. It really does add a whole nother dynamic. Um, being there and being involved with the whole scene was that cool? Bad? Did people hate it? What was the kind of talk of the talk of the talk of the town, if you will? Uh, oh, I mean, on our side of it, it was rough uh, trying to keep up with the track. I mean, even during qualifying practice during the day, it was just falling apart so quickly. So, yeah, it's awesome that for a more ruddy track, it creates better racing. But on the other side of it, it's a very hard thing to keep that track a track. And uh, stuff like that wall they had this weekend towards the end of the lap, uh, that thing was just deteriorating so crazy. and. But it was cool. I, I love being on the East Coast and closer to home and real dirt and not that whatever that crap is that we have out in California. So, folks, <laughs> be back. Oh, sweet. Well, um, I wanted to, what was it? Oh, you were talking about the track deteriorating. I thought it was interesting. We saw there when Martin Davalos went down because of the fact that he kind of jumped onto what looked like some of the plywood maybe showcased coming through after one of the 180-degree turns. And he landed on it. Probably was just kind of like getting on the throttle, and it zipped him off to the left. Uh, well, there they didn't really seem to show any more of that on TV. But was there more exposed parts uh, that we just probably didn't know about? Um, yeah, last week and this week, uh, there were a few spots where the where the plywood was coming through, and um, it's just kind of one of those things. Everybody's hitting the same spot every lap, so it's so hard to keep up with. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I definitely noticed from. From our vantage point, seven stories high in the announcer's booth that uh, 
there were some places where there was definitely some plywood, but it's just kind of one of those things that's hard to keep up with. You're like, man, is that is that a chick without a shirt on, or is that plywood coming through the track? I'm just, uh, I'm not really figuring it out here. Yeah, you pull out the binoculars and try to see what the hell's going on down there. <laughs> well, cool. Well, we know you have a lot of fun doing that. It sounds like you've been doing that for quite a few years. I think what you need to do is you need to start your own fun shenanigans and have random pictures i think you take good pictures but you need to have like like the the random life of bolton and that what he does you need to take some some more goofy pictures i think on this on the shenanigans of the road of your life i'll keep that in mind i will i'll you know just for you i'll make sure that at least once a week something crazy gets posted to the internet dig it the internet needs it a different social media account that's not linked directly to me uh, yeah. We can make something up. We'll call it. Cool. I'll, send them to, I'll send them to Bolton, and he can post. <laughs> yes, we have it figured out. Because even though everybody knows Bolton, nobody ever cares what Bolton does. So it, it works seems out he great. gets away with just about anything. <laughs> so Bolton, what about you? What the heck were you up to this past weekend? Um, I went and rode the National Enduro. Notice I said rode, not raced. Oh yes, absolutely. Sometimes that's you just pretty much, go. That's pretty much. That's pretty much how my performance was. It was kind of like I rode around. And not really race. Um, I did that via row three. Now, if you've never ridden a really early road in enduro, um, basically you have to follow the arrows. But you know, I noticed something. It's kind of hard to follow the arrows when there's not many of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think uh, our local Troy Green would would agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean, they didn't I don't... do a very good job, did they? I don't. I don't mean to knock anybody, but there could have been some more arrows, and there definitely could have been a lot more ribbon. Um, I mean, it's kind of dangerous when you're coming up, you're coming around a field wide open, and all of a sudden the track turns back left in the woods, and uh, there's like two arrows stuck on a tree inside of the woods when you're out in the field. I mean, you know, I guess uh, you just have to be a magician and just know it's there. I think uh, Mike Lafferty then needs to work on his magician skills because he was one of the, the top riders that got lost in one of the sections. Uh, cost him around two minutes, he said, for him to figure it out and kind of get turned around and back back on track. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, I mean, given what I do, I'm really, really good at following arrows. And uh, I definitely got turned around more than once, more than twice, more than three times. Probably a good dozen times got turned around. Um and actually off the track and kind of lost probably two or three times. Well, that's no fun. But one of the things that I do like about Enduros, typically, now obviously this not, may not have been for you, the case for you, but typically you can follow arrow to arrow to arrow. That's the way I like to mark, and I know other people would as well. Um, but uh, maybe we need to, to work with them a little. Yeah, I was, I, you know, it was it was kind of funny. I was joking about it. I got a whole box of arrows. I was going to just, you know, kind of take them and just give them to them. <laughs> like, hey, guys, this is your trophy. <laughs> I mean, I More arrows, figure it out. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even say anything. I'd just take them and just kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is my suggestion as a as a Racer Productions trail trail member. This That's, that's my suggestion as a person who puts on races right sure unaffiliated with anybody other than myself (laughs) well as uh as i kind of got the computer up here with the notes and all that kinds of fun stuff you guys are chatting about what's going on uh i see uh messages popping up from my family and they're kind of like has there been any news of the birth is nora here yet 
So for those of you who don't know, my wife is pregnant. She's actually very pregnant. She is 41 weeks pregnant, and so she is very much diligently waiting for some serious contractions to start so she can slide that baby on out. So if, for some strange reason, though it's not likely, she's not in labor now, but if for some strange reason in the next hour, hour and a half, she does happen to just need to bolt, I'm going to run out of here and we're going to take care of that, and Jordan is going to be the new me. Luckily enough, she can do more push-ups than I can. She's way more attractive than I am, and she probably is going to be able to be way more understood. So I have a feeling that we're in good hands. So that's just a good precursor to everybody in case all of a sudden you're like, wow, why are just Brian's clothes left on the couch? <laughs> that might be a whole other problem, but just in case you don't see my space anymore. Will you be leaving her the mustache? <laughs> the question is, why are you going to be going to the hospital naked? <laughs> I figure that's the easiest way for them to let me in. They're like, go straight to the ward. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe? Probably not. Whatever works down in Texas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do things a little bit differently here for sure. We're special. Yeah, we are special. Well, uh, I want to go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, some of the National Enduro stuff. So, Stephen, this is your cue to tell Mr. Zach Huberty that he's going to be coming on the show soon. So we're going to bring that up. And it's good, too, because we got to find out that I didn't even know this, that Mr. Jared Bolton was there actually uh, at the Sand Lapper Racing. Um we did notice that Mr. Charlie Mullins came away with first place uh, in a very dominant fashion, even to the point where he started to feel like he got a little lost and maybe didn't know where he was going in the last section, which was A only, that he uh, he took his time and kind of said, you know what, I'm out a good lead. I'm just going to kind of uh, mail this one in, um, which I guess at that point he has complete ability to do, so <laughs> whatever. <laughs> that must be really nice. Yeah. Um, it was really cool to see Jesse Grome um, come away with second place there on the podium. He's on the new uh, – his new team that he is on this year um, with uh, the Dirt Wise guys there for the Enduros. Really cool with the program that he's got going on. Um, and then, of course, Stuart Baylor in third, Nick Farringer in fourth, and Mike Lafferty there in fifth. Stuart Baylor in third, really impressive because of the fact of the wrist injury. I think a lot of people were questioning – how that was going to affect him. Um, I think with that, though, he says that he's kind of trying to put his effort in towards the GNCC or the to the Enduros. So oh, versus, the versus the GNCC. Now, he will be doing all of them, but he thinks that because of the fact that the GNCCs are three hours straight, that mm -hmm. his wrist is going to really deteriorate a yeah. lot quicker than it would in the Enduros, where it's a lot of sprints. And then you know, he might, a little bit of a rest, sprint, a little bit of a rest, things like that. So that's interesting. I don't know. So it, it did. What kind of besides there being like over seven hundred entries, uh, bolt on? What did you think about some of the guys up there that uh, how they placed at the National Enduro? Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, obviously, other than Russell Bobbitt getting hurt, oh, it that was, sucks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that that's a bummer, but it was just about what I expected as far as results go. I mean, I. Obviously, Charlie being last year's champion, he was a clear favorite coming into the race. And then uh, Stu Baylor coming back, you know, he's had he's had a little bit of time on the bike. Everybody expected him to do good. And um, uh, obviously, you can, you can never count out Nick Ferringer, even though Ferringer never really does all that well at the Sand Lapper. I think the past few years, he's got like, a few years ago, he got eighth, and I think last year he got sixth. So for him to get fourth... Uh, that's almost like a win for him. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, the chat room just brought up Cole Hensley's toe. 
So that was. Yeah, did you I saw, see? I saw a picture of that. Did you see the picture that he sent us the the picture of the actual toe with the skin removed, and uh, we posted that on Instagram, and it is gnarly, dude. Like holy crap! It, it looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that while I was driving down the road today. That yeah. was awesome. You shouldn't be looking at Instagram while you're driving. P.S. I posted one just a little bit ago. I did. You were like, uh, what was it, rolling in hot or something? Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Yeah. <laughs> Down Tobacco Alley to the Bolton Compound. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think I see uh, somebody joined in on our little hangout there, Mr. Zach. Can you hear us just fine, or can you talk? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, we can. We like it when you talk to us. So we're chatting a little bit about the National Enduro this past weekend. We know that you went down there. You were doing a lot of uh, picture-taking for Innovation Off-Road, a lot of reporting for Innovation Off-Road, maybe some uh, some interviews for Innovation Off-Road. So from your standpoint as a media person there, trying to get your feet wet in how to do a, you know, a different job of you know reporting on these events, how was it for you and what did you think about the event? Um, I mean, it was a hectic weekend. I mean, you're constantly, you know, I was in a car with the Thomases and we're bouncing from, you know, check in to check out just to catch, you know, road 21 through, I guess it was like 46. And uh, I don't know, you're constantly moving, you're running around nonstop. So, do you think that you're still friends with the Thomases, or do they now want you to figure out your own way to and from the races? Yeah, I'm still friends with them. It was actually a, it was a pretty fun weekend, and um, we pitted for Jesse Grom and then Rory Mead and Shane Watts. So, uh, I don't know, as you can assume, it was you know, pretty fun hanging out with them for the weekend. Yeah, for sure, I bet. Um, as... You know, you've been to quite a few Enduros before. You now bumped up to AA in your local series there, which is awesome. Um, but you didn't go to race this event. You went there to cover this event. So, you know, what are kind of some of your thoughts on things that you learned as a media person at, you know, while at the Sandlapper? I mean, I you know, you just get a totally different perspective when you're there and that you're covering from the, covering from the media standpoint. And, it's awesome. Um, I mean, one thing I really noticed throughout the day was just, you know, how demanding some of the sections were. I know, like, Mullins in the first section, he wadded up in a, in a field, and then, you know, Bobbitt wadded up in another section, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just a hectic day, and, you know, Jesse, after the first section, he was, you know, pissed off because his bike just wasn't working, you know, well enough, and then he lit he lit a fire under him for the rest of the day, but, you know, yeah. it was a fun day. Uh, did you figure, after all of the, the chats that we've had with different videographers and photographers and stuff like that, did they have any tips that, that you heard while listening to the show um, that helped you out while you were out there taking pictures? Just a tip. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I haven't, you know, I guess I haven't received, you know, a ton of advice on that, but um, so, you know, I think you definitely earn a different respect for the different media people out there and how they're going from you know section to section. Yeah, um, uh, you know. well, I saw a picture of you taking a pic. I saw a picture of you of you taking a picture of a bike, and uh, it looked like you were using your LCD um, display opposed to your viewfinder on the camera. So I can tell you now, if you're trying to do that for action shots, you're never going to get a good one because the camera's going to be thinking too much 
about focusing and trying to focus and show you in the display what's going on. So especially in action shots, make sure you're only using the viewfinder and don't even keep the display on. Just use it for information on the picture, like histogram and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, I mean, I'll definitely try that out and, you know, whatever tips like that I can, you know, learn, I'll definitely put them to use. Yeah. Well, um, you had said that you thought Mike Lafferty was going to come away in eight from uh, one of your articles that you wrote on Innovation yep. Off-Road in the preseason. Now, he came away fifth. Obviously, that's three places away from eighth, so pretty good. But if he hadn't gotten lost, he probably would have been on the podium. So how do you feel about, you know, were there, were there any other – or were there any disconnects that you felt with the way things worked out versus what you had kind of thought up uh, beforehand? Yeah, I mean, he definitely, you know, he's such, such a veteran, and, you know, he has those eight championships, and um, I guess my opinion coming into it was that there's so much young talent right now in the sport, and, you know, I really thought some of these other guys, you know, this is their time to shine, and, um, you know, I thought – Andrew would maybe be a little further up there, but, you know, they were breaking in bikes Saturday morning. So both him <laughs> like, and Bobbitt yeah. were kind of a few seat steps a behind. And, what? They're like, I'm going to go seat a piston really quick, <laughs> warm this engine up some. Well, yeah, and I guess they, they took their 450 sus suspension and put it on the 350, and, you know, that didn't work out. So they had to go back to, you know, remodifying everything just to get it to work right. And, and does anybody uh, here know why that doesn't work? Taylor Robert learned this lesson the hard way. It probably has to do with the torque of the motor and just the way the oh, yes. traction reacts. Yep, absolutely. So that 350 and the 450 put out so much. The, it, it, the dynamics of the bike, the mechanics of the way the engine's going to work and the way the bike's going to feel, and if you try to take suspension off that's essentially keyed for a 450, is just not going to work. It's going to be way too heavy sprung and valve different for a 350 or even a 250. And uh, Taylor Robert learned the hard way on that. It sounds like uh, <laughs> Andrew DeLong might have been, even though they were just testing it, might have been pretty close to learning the hard way on that one too. Yeah, but I, like even he, him, he picked it up throughout the day. And you know, if you look at his last couple of texts, tests, you know, those are definitely you know his best, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, you can tell he was getting used to the bike and really kind of warming up and just you know figuring things out. So, did you have any uh, of of fun random bits and use of knowledge? Mister Bolton said that it was not arrowed very well. Um, do you have any other uh, thoughts on how maybe Mister Bolton become a better rider and less reliable <laughs> on the club to make him uh, find a trail? I mean, I don't know anything about the arrowing, but. I, you know, in the last section of the day, um, there were all these stumps that were maybe, you know, 10 inches high, and you couldn't see them, um, but, you know, as the riders came through, they just got taller and taller as they got dug up, and uh, I thought the coolest thing was Mike Lafferty came out and started pointing lines for the pro riders in back of him, and I think one of the main reasons was that rider was coming through, so as soon as rider came through and he pointed, you know, to rider not to hit the stump, then you know he ended up leaving, but I don't know. It was a cool, it was a cool aspect. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, but Bolton, you probably my assumption is that you did not race the last section, which would be the A only section. That is correct. I rode through the B cutoff, and that was it. And even if I was fast enough to be an A rider at the moment, I probably wouldn't have rode the A section because by that point, uh, keep in mind I've ridden in the past like oh like you know, three or four months I've ridden maybe three times. So, 
I was physically, I was about dead, and my wrist, <laughs> this wrist now, like, still hurts, which is odd that it's my left wrist. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I missed out on that. Uh, I missed out on that A only section. Let's see what you mean. <laughs> well, uh, I wanted to know, uh, uh, Jordan, if, if if you've done any of the national enduros that have kind of come through Texas throughout the past couple of years. Um, I've never done any in Texas. We did one in Indiana. Is that right, Cooper? A couple years ago, and it was freaking awesome. Yeah. Well, you know that we've got the the round two of the national enduro uh, series is going to be in Blackwell, Texas. Yep. That's really far west. What? It's like three and a half <laughs> hours. You guys have driven like 18 hours know, in one day. Not, just but to... now we're like weenies, so we just are like, oh, an hour and a half. No, but w- when is that race? I don't even know what the date uh, is. It's like the 23rd, 24th. Of this month? Yeah. 23rd. 23rd. Hmm. We'll have to think 23rd. about that one. I mean, we should know, but. <laughs> yeah, we're racing. What do you say, Cooper? <laughs> what? 23rd after Archer. Be after Archer. Yeah, I was going to run a half marathon that weekend, but I had quit that, so, because that's just stupid. Because <laughs> you're like, that's dumb. Yeah. yeah, March 23rd, so we'll be heading out there uh, March 22nd. We might have to do that. No, 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 you have to do it. <laughs> we have we'll to do it. We'll talk him into it. We'll talk All right, well, it. like, I don't know about you, Bolton, but I haven't rode in a really long time until this weekend, and, like, my hand's bruised. Does that ever happen to you? Oh, that was a thumbs up. Like, yes. Yeah? <laughs> I'm, with you. I'm with you on that. Bolton's <laughs> hands get used a lot more than his dirt bike riding muscles, so. <laughs> He's always looking at Chester and like, hey, what's up, Chester? How you doing? <laughs> I like it, Chester. I like it. Well, uh, Zach, I didn't know if you had any uh, profound thoughts for us on uh, your first kind of experience there uh, at the National Enduro in your in your role of uh, you know CEO and uh, entrepreneur of uh, Innovation Off Road, um, I don't know. I mean, coming back from the weekend, you know, the hardest thing is just you know putting together a good story. And uh, you know, I, I've gotten plenty of comments and emails lately, just that you know I need to talk more about the the B and C riders and especially like the women's class. And you know, some people. They're tired of hearing the hearing about the pro class, so uh, I don't know. I think for going forward, we'll maybe change the focus a little, but still keep you know the pro coverage going, and you know, at the same time, you know, give some of the A and B and C guys you know a little bit of spotlight, and I, you know I think they'll appreciate that in the end. Yeah, that's a tough that's a tough sell, um, and a lot of reasons sometimes. You know, I remember when I was over uh, in Germany with Hoop for the ISDE. You know, people were there. There were certain people that obviously praised him and like, man, thanks for doing what you're doing, blah blah blah. And other people that were literally bashing him because he was only filming like the top ten, the top twenty guys at the ISDE. I mean, luckily it wasn't just Americans, but still, like, yeah. And I, I get it, you know, but it's one of those deals where it's like he's over there for a specific purpose, and that purpose is to film all of the top ISDE riders and to you know and to bring footage that he knows his sponsors of his videos want to see. And so, at that point, you just kind of got to turn it off. You know, it's like these the negative Nancys can be as negative as they want to be. I just got to make sure that I'm not just creating crap work. And then at that point, you're kind of, you know, you're doing what makes you happy. Um, and you got to make sure that you're, you're doing what you want to do and not catering. Um, what, figure out what your vision is and do that. And if people don't like it, then that's okay. There are going to be those out there that do. 
So, you know, I understand figuring out a way to try to keep everybody happy, but I can tell you right now, you won't. <laughs> so, whatever it is you want to do, make sure that you just stay honest to that and honest to yourself about it. So, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I definitely want to give, I know when I was coming up as like a, a B and C rider, you know, to ever be mentioned in, you know, say like Trail Rider Magazine at the time, you know, it was kind of like an honor. And, you know, you talk about that with all your friends. So, I'd like to be able to do that for some other riders too, but at the same time, you know, the pro riders, that's what sells, especially for the viewers and then for the advertisers, you know, they want their riders in the media and if they see them there, then they're mostly going to share it or um, put it on their own social media accounts. Yep. Yeah, sponsors sponsors cover the pro riders because they get the, the coverage, so. Yeah, and they're better looking than I am. <laughs> One day, man, I'm going to get in that fly racing catalog. I keep getting X-Nade. I'm just... <laughs> yeah, just keep asking. I will. I will. Dale Spangler, don't you worry. One day I'm going to get you to cave. <laughs> I may be like 80 years old and with a cane, but I'm going to be like, yeah, fly racing is awesome. <laughs> and I do this because yeah. probably by that point, catalogs will be video. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, who's going who's to want static pictures? Right, what will that be? Boop. Well, cool. Well, Zach, you're more than welcome to stay here and keep chatting with us about all the GNCC stuff, or you could drop off, whatever it is, you're welcome to do it. Um, but uh, definitely, we're going to change gears a little bit. Uh, so congratulations to Charlie Mullins. Uh, I think with this kind of speed, we're going to be talking about all this stuff, but it's, it looks like he's ready for, uh, for 2014. Um, and of course, I'm happy to see Jesse Grome up there. Um, Nick Ferringer getting such a great, great finish for himself. Uh, one of the guys that I was really happy for was Martin Howe, local Texas guy. Um, he got third place in the AA expert class. Um, I know that he's been railing um, and, and really working hard to try to get a couple overalls here in Texas. Guys like Cole Kirkpatrick and Hayden Franklin, you know, super, super high caliber riders, you know, definitely national, national level. Um, that's who he's competing against. So he's obviously got uh, some good competition. So I'm hoping that he can make it to more nationals and really uh, start to, you know, break into the top 15 and and then maybe one day the top 10. So good job, Mr. Martin Howe. As we switch over, we're going to talk a little bit about our friends at Fly Racing. No, uh, so, of course, before we get into the GNCC stuff, I definitely want to say thank you to our fine folks over at Fly Racing. They're big supporters of Sea Time, and we would love it if you would go check their site out, flyracing.com. Um, and one of the products that I've been using a lot lately is their active jerseys. Um, these are great because of the fact that you could they're, wear them like t-shirts if you wanted to if it's a hot we haven't had too many hot days <laughs> Not yet, yet here in Texas but uh, they're really good for just going to the track or wearing out to the track wearing back on the track when you're sweaty and hot and nasty <clears throat> excuse me and then um, as well they're good for mountain bike rides working out in all that kind of fun stuff and they're they're sexy looking totally so it's like banging. So yeah, go <laughs> check that out. Of course, they are a huge sponsor of the Pintful of Awesome Award, which we would like to uh, give away right now. Um, and I had a winner picked out, but then I got in one, which is still before 6 p.m., so that's the cutoff. Was the other winner me? No, but yours was a good picture. <laughs> Thank you. Yours was a good picture. You're I'll never right. win. I don't know. I think... I mean, like, if you weren't on the show tonight, yeah, I maybe probably would like you would have a chance, but I think it would be a little jaded. That would be like, wrong. Hey, what's up, co-host? Here you go. You get some free <laughs> stuff. Yeah, people wouldn't yeah, probably take too kindly. We're already getting a lot kindly. of free coolness right now. I know, right? So, 
Probably knew that. <laughs> all, all right, right. so <laughs> Martin Ryerson, hell yeah, you are definitely the winner for the Plantful of Awesome Award. This dude, uh, the picture that he posted, we shared it on our Facebook page. He got a stick through his upper lip while riding like 15 minutes into a ride, and then um, freaking... He deserved uh, to win. Yeah, he just like totally... <laughs> they, he stopped by the plantation that they were riding by, had some staff members help him pick it out of his face, put a Band-Aid on it, kept riding, and uh, went and got it stitched up so that his girlfriend could uh, make sure that his moneymaker was still good to go. <laughs> and by that, cool. I definitely mean his face. Obviously. I mean, I don't know if he's into porn, but <laughs> it was definitely the stick was in his face. So, That's congratulations. Yay! Thanks to Fly Racing for supporting Seat Time and for helping support such an awesome, awesome award. Everybody get out there and tag Pipe Full of Awesome on all these fun uh, different social media areas. Or you can send them to us like this. This is another great way. I think this is fantastic uh, that he kind of sent this directly to me. So, do it. I'm fun with it. We want it to be fun. So, 2014, the GNCC season is coming up quickly. We're going to be down in Florida. We're going to be at a new venue. Uh, I'd like to hear straight from the horse's mouths, um, the two men next to each other on the couch. What do you guys think about this new venue, and what is it going to bring for the racers? Um, I think it's going to be good. It's always good to uh, go somewhere new. Um, I mean, River Ranch was a great place, but, uh, you know, Anywhere, you know, over time, it just becomes necessary to try something different. Absolutely. So, I think my will be good. I think it'll definitely uh, definitely help the race itself being a lot closer to Daytona. Um, a lot closer, so that'll be cool. Yeah, how far away were you guys before from Daytona? Oh, God, like three hours. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Yeah, that's a lot for Yeah, I mean, we were like past Orlando, right? the Everglades. I mean, it was really far south. Yeah. So uh, this being about 20 minutes from Daytona is going to be a huge difference. Sweet. Man, dude, that would be awesome if we could get some Supercross guys out there like we had before. Uh, it, Zach Osborne's still out with his shoulder, though, or the collarbone, right? Yeah, I think so. But yeah. so that, that'd be good. That probably won't happen, to be honest, because Osborne's about the only one that's willing to do it just because he's, you know, a badass like that. Yeah, a badass? <laughs> I mean, it's still – I think it'll still definitely draw some more people. And – uh it's cool because we can go we can go see some slaw wrestling too in Daytona for Bike Week. Cabbage Patch. Yes. Wait, explain to me what you just said. You yeah, oh just There's a bar and it's it's kinda outside of Daytona. It's on a back road and you have to know where it is. And it's called the Cabbage Patch. And during Bike Week they do uh, cabbage wrestling at a big pool. OMG. <laughs> How bad does that smell after the fact? Google it sometime. Yeah. There's some real classy broads that. Yeah, Google Google. All right, Bolt on. Are you gonna go find the love of your life? <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying is you're not opposed to it, right? <laughs> what I'm saying is, if I say something and my girlfriend sees this, she'll be mad. So what you're saying is, the Wise night man. before you leave, she's gonna she's gonna be like, hey, don't do anything stupid. Because you got me not. when you get home. <laughs> Was that sexy? Did that look sexy? I mean, I don't... It honestly didn't feel that sexy. <laughs> it's just going to be awkward no. next week when he's still finding cabbage <laughs> in places where cabbage should be. <laughs> that's, that's very... Uh, that's that. Yeah. Um, that sounds awkward. gross, and I'm afraid. <laughs> I want to know how you found out about this. Like, if you have to know where it's at, where how do you come across something like this? I think it gets uh, passed uh, down, right? 
I've got family that lives down there, so uh, <laughs> I've, I've learned about it. It's also close to uh, Spruce Creek, which is a really good mountain biking place down there. So I've, I've driven Well, that makes it. sense. Mountain biking. Family reunions, cabbage mountain wrestle. biking, cabbage wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, whenever I get a chance to go to bike week, shit is on. Did they let God, dudes do that? Bike week. It's, it's just... It's amazing. Do they, do they let dudes cabbage wrestle, totally or is it only amazing. chicks in very large bikinis, I can imagine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, okay, so, for those, again, for those of you that are in the know, which would be Bolton and uh, Jeremy Saylor, what, what property-wise, what should we expect different from this uh, piece of property in Florida? Uh, the terrain's... A good bit different. It's more of like a, it's definitely more of a black sand, a little more clay mixed in. So, uh, black sand, sugar, black sand is like completely different than white sand, not just in color. That'd be the obvious thing. But, uh, it's just, it, it's, it's more tacky and it just sticks to everything more. And really, it's kind of more, uh, it's more like a swampy type sand. So, uh, so that's good. And, uh, there's also a little more room to work with. Um, whereas River Ranch was, I can't remember the exact size of River Ranch, but uh, Mud Muckers is 11,000 acres. So, you know, there's a little bit to work with there. I want to know where you guys get these new names lately, because when you added the Carmate Gusher, I, I couldn't I couldn't contain myself. Like, that is the greatest shit ever. And now you've got Mud Muckers. Yeah, Mud Muckers is actually the name of the facility. So we can't take credit for that one. So do you guys, like, find these people specifically? Like, hey, one of the things is you have to have a really weird name. Like, <laughs> Criteria. Could, yeah. Thank you. A smart person word over here. The requirement was that they had a Mexican restaurant. Ooh. That's, the other requirement is you have to have a Mexican restaurant within a 30-minute vicinity. You have to make sure that everybody can crap their pants while racing because <laughs> of the fact that they ate Mexican exactly. Mexicans Do you guys remember like, the, like Vero Beach in Melbourne and those those venues from a few years ago? I Vero know, Beach. but I know the Baileys would. Yeah. Um, that's more of the type of terrain that we're going to have here. So more, more palmettos. More uh, we're only about 15 minutes from the ocean at the track. So you've got that plus being a lot further north in Florida. Hmm. Very cool. Very cool. cool. I'm excited to see some of the footage. Um, it's going to be neat, too, that you guys are going to be doing all the webcasts again. So, Jeremy, is there any new technology or fun internet mumbo-jumbo stuff that you guys have going on for us that are going to be watching from our couches um, around the, around uh, the big world? Thing, big change for Racer TV this year is we're switching to live stream as our primary platform. So uh, we're getting all the kind of stuff that goes along with live stream with a better chat and a little bit better social engagement with everybody. And uh, a lot easier to follow along, and there's not going to be all that registering and kind of the stuff that weighed the show down a little bit last year. Um, and then also we uh, got all new cameras this year, so Whoa. we're pretty excited about that. Better zoom on them. And uh, we are adding a wireless camera set up at the pits. So we'll actually be able to go on the other side of the track now at the pits and be in the, in the pit areas and get a lot more up-close stuff. So, oh, opposed uh, to being, like, on the, the rail... Right, in, we won't have to stay space. outside on the rail anymore <laughs> when we had a cabled camera there. So should be cool because we'll be able to move around a lot more in the pits and get in close with what's going on there. 
Yeah, that's I cool. I remember when that uh, I saw some. I was maybe it was Instagram or something that you guys had some pictures of that. Yeah, that uh, yeah I think that was Jen. That's right. That was Kenyon. Like that a, had it that. looks like a Ghostbusters like uh, contraption. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. That's what it is. It's got Slimer in there. Coming to you live from the GNCC races. Start in Florida. Who you gonna call? <laughs> Jen Kenyon. Jen Kenyon. Uh, yes. So, oh, and uh, Jen Kenyon texted me back when I was telling her that we were doing the preseason show. I was enthralled because sometimes she doesn't text me back. But, sorry. Oh, sorry. Side note about my <laughs> life. Wow. He's pretty pumped. <laughs> it's a good day. <laughs> Retweet. Retweet. <laughs> okay, so, um, again, we do have a, a fellow woman professional well ex-professional racer yeah, in, in our midst um who's working on getting her hands and blisters back up to par to possibly make it out to a couple more events um, but they're going to have a women's xc class so the wxc um new for 2014 now bolton give us an explanation here is this just a relabeled women's class that's still going to be in the two hour uh morning event or is this now a woman's xc class that will be in the three hour program it, it's still in the morning race. Uh, in a nutshell, it, it basically it boils down to it, mostly it's just a name change, and that came about because there's quite a few who wanted it labeled as a women's pro class, which is great. But unfortunately, when these girls would go to other series, if they wanted to ride an A class or even a B class, we felt like that would lead other people who can't handle getting beat by a girl to protest them considering that they would technically be labeled a pro. That's a really great point. So that's where the name WXC came from. Basically, it's a, sort of like a compromise between, instead of just calling it women's and not calling it women's pro, sort of in between there. Yeah, I like it. That's a good way to good way to do it. How do yeah. you feel about that, Miss, Miss Bailey? I feel like it, the name change will probably bring more, more sponsors for the girls, which I think we're seeing more of anyways, more teams picking up girls. Um, are they going to consistently start on the first row? Kind of have like their home spot there like the men's pro class would? Yeah, I, I believe that's the plan. Uh, so far it is, so that should be good. Yeah, I feel like anything that keeps that class consistent more and more people will pay attention to it and watch it and that will bring more sponsors for them. Oh, opposed to it jumping around because of timing or things like yeah, that? Yeah, like we would start in different rows and I mean, people don't care too much about it all that all that much, but if if we're consistent and they're starting to pay attention, then I think that'll bring more Yeah, and it was hard when the women would be the fastest riders in the morning class and they were starting behind C-Rows. Yeah. And it didn't make it just didn't make sense. So yeah. from what we've seen from the row lineup so far, the women's class is going to be on the front row. And they've got that out a few races ahead now. So cool. it looks like they're going to be cool. uh Jordan, did you have any thoughts on some of the ladies that are going to be out there? No, Jessica Patterson said she's going to be there for sure for the full season. Casey Martinez. Uh, I, mean, I saw Hannah Otto mentioned. Mm -hmm. I think that she's supposed to be uh, trying to make all the rounds in the new class. Uh, so, or relabel the class, yeah. I should say. Speaking of Hannah, I will gladly admit that she absolutely waxed me in 250B this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that Hannah Otto was in the 250B class? Yes, she got third. That is pathetic. That woman needs to be in the A class. Um, yeah, the national still, she got third. That's pretty awesome. 
See, that's what you're saying right there. You're saying she needs to be in the A class, and she still only got third. Exactly. See, I didn't do as bad as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever just, makes just, you feel better. Yeah, I just technically picked up a spot for Bolton. How much closer does that make you to getting a trophy, Bolton? No, uh, not close enough. Not at all. <laughs> Did you protest her, Bolton? No, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I protest her. She's too good looking to be that fast. What the heck? No, I, I find it awesome. Like I like to race the guys' class also, and I think it's it's awesome to beat y'all. I'm not going to lie. It's like the biggest confidence booster ever. So that's that's awesome for her. that. I'm pumped. So what's a in a in a very masculine sense we would be like yeah suck it like and grab our crotch in a very derogatory fashion. What would a a woman kind of derogatory suck it pose be? Uh, a guy or a girl? Well, like if you were to be like yeah suck it like what would it how would that I don't know. take place? I, I don't know. In a, fair handshake <laughs> that's because it's not ladylike that's right we're ladies oh man Tracy just went downhill come on we gotta be all chauvinistic pigs and rah, 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 rah. it's not true at all I'm like one of the nicest guys out there we all talk crap to each other and like all the women's class they're all like oh good job good job even if they hate each other yeah, that, I wouldn't say that's completely true because behind each other's backs, we're yeah, we did. We're talking couple, crap. We did have a couple of ladies for a while there that were like, "Oh, don't worry, I'm gonna beat you because I slept with your boyfriend last night." Like <laughs> all that kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, it, it may not even have been somebody's boyfriend. It may have just been another guy. You know, it's like woo. There's one girl that everybody does that too. They're all nice to her, but behind her back, they always they all hate her. Is that is that you? Is that actually there's, you? Uh, there's like actually, there's more than one. There's quite a few of them. I don't know. I think we all get along pretty well, but when when it's time to race, it's. I mean, we're all serious about it. We all want to beat each other. It all so. changes mm-hmm. for sure. The testosterone pumps <laughs> pump, 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 pumps proudly. <laughs> well, uh, so I'm excited to see how that kind of works out, and it's cool to see Casey Martinez get uh, Maria's spot. Uh, you know, or, or the spot that Maria left open when she retired, kind of, and everybody's like, "Ooh, what's KTM gonna do? Are they gonna, you know, they're gonna bring her kind of on full time and under the rig?" And they are, and that's that's neat to see for her. I'm excited for that, um, and it's starting to open the door for you know for other racers. Mm-hmm. Was it Jessica Patterson that's been in the, on the Ampro team? Yeah, and also yeah. Becca Sheets, which I think is someone we need to. That's right. We that's need right. to watch too because she did very well last year, and I don't know, she has, she has good chase this yeah, year. Which uh, which uh program is she on which team is she she's on, on the ampro team also. she's on the ampro team also okay mm-hmm. cool very cool yeah so there it's, it's neat to see everybody getting a lot of support um and with support of course we get uh cory buttrick uh is back racing he kind of made his debut this past weekend at the sand lab enduro um and he's back on a beta for a while there you know there was kind of different brands um, that he had been talking to i believe Sherco was one of those brands um and then uh, beta and we had him on the show, and he, had, you know, after he had kind of made the announcement that he was coming back and going to be on Beta, um, uh, did really good. He got ninth place this past weekend at the Sand Lapper. Um, it, it's going to be interesting because he's two years off. Like that's a long time. In in and not just two years off, but two years injured and in recovery. Like mm-hmm. so, it's going to be interesting to see um, how he does in those three hour long events. You know, same thing with Stuart Baylor. I don't know how yeah. the GNCCs are going to go because of my wrist. You know how is Butcher going to do because of his knee? So, Mister Blackwater One Hundred, do you? What do you think? I don't know. That's good. <laughs> You're like I'm going to put a vintage T-shirt on, and everybody just going to think I'm cool. Yeah, obviously Stu did pretty well this weekend. 
Um, now, I will say that he, he struggled a little bit with some setup stuff through talking to him. But um, obviously he didn't struggle that bad because he still put in a really good ride considering how much time he spent off the bike. But he has been back on and, you know, getting caught up and everything. So that's good. And like you, you were talking about Corey, too. It's good to see Corey back as well. Yes. That's it. It's just good to see him. And actually I was looking in the chat room and I see – Somebody mentioned Chris Bach finishing 10th, and that is, that's actually, well, you, okay, you may think, okay, he got 10th, that's the number three GNCC guy. Uh, a fact, a little fact about Bach is he absolutely hates tight woods. <laughs> so for him to finish 10th on that CRF 450, which is pretty much a monster, that's pretty <laughs> darn good considering he really doesn't like that type of terrain. That's um. That's, what, uh, what have you heard about Bach? We, we had Johnny Campbell on. Things went really good. Talk, chatting with him. It's been really hard to get in touch with Bach, even just to chop, talk with him about how things have been going. Um, have you had a chance to, to catch up with him and kind of see how his experience has been going, testing and, and really uh, getting used uh, to that new 450? Uh, well, I mean, I, he hasn't been here in town in like a month. <laughs> he's, he's been, been in down, Florida. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's been down. He's been riding with Johnny Gallagher and Chris Borge. All, all the quad guys, and uh, I mean, obviously riding with him works pretty good because he did the same thing last year. So, uh, basically he's been doing that, adjusting to the Honda. Um, his mechanic went down a couple weeks ago and got everything built up for him as far as a race bike. So, uh, he's pretty much good to go. And actually, what I didn't mention was the Enduro was pretty much a last minute decision for him. He texted me on like Thursday or something and asked me what time he was getting there, and that's how I knew he was coming. Mm. Mm. He basically made the decision like Thursday afternoon to come do the Enduro. Well, yeah, I mean, good on him. <laughs> I talked to him, I think it was Sunday morning a little, and, and the main thing he said, he was just out there for practice, and, you know, they had that JCR box fan there, and they had, they had three JCR 450s in there, and I guess they were just riding his practice bike, but, I mean, he seemed excited just to, you know, come out and ride for the week and maybe gauge his speed against some other guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah I, as everybody always talks about when Supercross comes around, you, know, you can train as much as you want and practice and stuff like that, but until you're racing, racing, it's you just it's so hard to recreate that. And so I could imagine that situations like this, even though you're not head-to-head, it still, uh, still can kind of give a little bit of a better um, feeling of, of how you're going to be out there when you start racing. Just getting some race seat time. It's different than practice. Seat Have time. a race like I did that yeah. have a race under your belt before the first GNCCs I'm sure that adds a little bit more confidence so now you've got a race under your belt because you raced this past weekend and you're going to come do the National Enduro there's maybe in the end of March I mean I'm, see <laughs> I'm so glad that you were preparing for things that you didn't realize that you should be preparing for I know it's, it's crazy how it works that way I love it so Rory Mead moving back to the XC2 class now like this is interesting, and it, I, I'm one of those situations where I'm not just trying to like leave on bolt-on for all this kind of information. It's just interesting because him being you know, in with Racer Productions and a lot of the GNCC people, I know he's got more backstory on these kind of situations. So can you explain for us, like you did in the Tuesday Toolbox, about how and why this is okay for him to move back from the XE1 class to the XE2? Absolutely. Yeah. Rory, if you remember, two years ago, Rory finished third. Yes. The year before, he was 
15th. So he went 15th, 3rd, and then this year he was 13th. This last year he was 13th. So he goes 15, 3, 13. So basically that's low number, high number, low number. You're looking at it opposite. Anyway. Good, good job. So he has not finished. <laughs> I like math. He has not finished. I don't do math. <laughs> he has not finished in the top 10 the past two years. And he's never won XC2 or anything. He's, he actually, he's actually never raced XC2. So, there you go. He's eligible. Bam. Well, there you go. That is there you go. Um, and he's going to be on the Shane Watts Dirtwise team. I think that's pretty cool. When we were talking to Watts, uh, we had him on the show about two, three weeks ago. He kind of, he was announcing his riders and just kind of like under the radar slipped in Rory Mead. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Rory Mead, we hadn't heard anything about him. And now he's going to be on this team and stuff. So I think it's pretty cool. Um, and, and apparently he's going to try to be at some of the Enduros as well with Watts and with Grom, uh, Grom. Um, and then Thomas probably won't be. I think Thomas is his main guy to kind of do some of the schools. Um, that's what he was doing this past weekend. So while Watts is out racing, trying to get his old bones working again, uh, Thomas is going to be out doing that while everybody else is doing Enduros. Um, do we know officially what class Watts is going to be racing at the GNCCs, or if he is? I know when he's, we were talking, he was thinking it was going to be an age class, but maybe XC2. Um, have, has there been any more chatter behind the scenes on that bolt-on? Uh, I haven't heard him say anything else about it, but I haven't, I haven't really talked to him recently. I mean, he rode 40-plus he rode A this past weekend. And he and won it, didn't he? He won the fastest overall. He won the overall A too. He was overall expert too. Jesus. I think he would have been just fine riding expert, you know, the expert class or the pro class. He probably would have done just fine. So, well, here's the crazy thing about this weekend is that the first like four tests, he just stayed behind Rory, and like everywhere we saw him, he was right on Rory. And then finally, the fifth test, he said something to Rory like. Now let me lead. I'll pull you along or something along those lines. And then you saw like some of his last test, he was like 30 seconds ahead of Rory. Good God. <laughs> Come mean, on, you young buck. <laughs> yeah, who knows how far ahead he could have been if he you know, had been the leader the whole time. Um, but, I mean, he certainly looked good, and you know, he's running that 200 instead of you know a 250 and just doing just as well. Um, we, got, we got a list of the, the notable riders for XC1 and XC2 for Racer TV to make our graphics and everything, and Watts is not listed. Now, that doesn't mean necessarily that he's not doing it, but from all the information that we have at the office, he's not racing one of the pro classes. Huh. Well, if he's and racing at all, you're going to need to make a thing for him because he's going to be up there and he's going to be kicking ass, apparently. <laughs> that year, my claim to fame in GNCC is in... 2007, when Shane Watts won Florida, I called it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, the job I have now is because of how great I am at guessing shit. <laughs> that morning, I told Jason Wygant, I'm going with Shane Watts today. And he's like, dude, you are fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and bam, it happened. <laughs> Boom. There he was. Well, uh, <laughs> we were just... We had a good, yeah. We had a good question from the chat room. Uh, we're talking about enduros. Has anybody heard anything about Thad Duvall and Lane Michael? Now, 
you know, Thad Duvall was doing a lot of the Enduros last year until they got hurt and then concentrated on the GNCCs. Is there been any talk about those guys uh, coming in from the Honda support with the National Enduros? I I haven't heard anything, but I, yeah, I haven't heard anything. Okay, I just wanted to double check while we were while somebody was asking in the chat room. So we got Stuart Baylor Jr. Uh, coming back. That's like the uh, Amsoil ambassador for GNCC this year, so I'm sure his program is going to be highly focused on GNCC and him staying healthy for that championship. Okay. <laughs> I just want everybody to know that we have a new mascot on the show this evening. <laughs> this is one of my fat pugs. This is Izzy. He says... Me and Izzy take lots of selfies. Yeah, he's a selfie king. <laughs> uh, we'll see if I'm we can... I'm afraid to know why Jared Bolton just jumped up off the couch and ran out the other garage. Is he oh. going to get Chester? Chester. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to pull out his cock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever you do, you both of you guys can't touch Chester at the same time because then it's weird. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, Izzy doesn't realize how famous he isn't right now. Izzy, it's super self Of all 20 people watching Seed Talk. Um, so I, I think it's interesting with Stuart Baylor Jr. in one of the with the press releases, uh, one of the quotes that he had saying that he was actually going to focus on the National Enduro because of the fact that he thinks, he, he kind of outright thinks that the GNCCs are just going to be too much for his wrist. Um, did you, Zach, offhand, maybe overhear anything or get a chance to talk with him this past weekend that might allude to more or less of how he felt like he was doing after this past weekend? No, I mean, um, when I was there Saturday, talking to everyone, most of the KTM guys, except for Lafferty, were gone. He, um, Baylor went, I think, down to TNT and was breaking in his race bike. So I never talked to him the whole weekend. And same with Mullins, he was maybe there, but doing other things. Um, but I did read in that one race, I think, Maybe it's KTM race report that said that he had kind of jarred his hand a little yesterday in the, not yesterday, on Sunday in the race. So uh, um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, where he finishes coming this weekend. Cool. Well, good. Uh, Jeremy, uh, you guys are going to have Baylor in the trailer with you on Saturday for the webcast. Uh, so is that exciting for you or is that more of a nuisance than anything? Uh, no, Stu did a great job with us last year. So. We're pretty pumped to have him back again. For sure. And then um, uh, we're going to have Johnny Gallagher for the Sunday shows this year. So. Right, so you're going to have the the moto guy covering the ATV races and the ATV guy covering the moto races with Rodney? Yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah, there Hot Rodney's going to be back again. Oh, yeah. Everybody likes a good Hot Rod. The <laughs> dog's getting handy. No, Stu, Stu really <laughs> embraced that last year, so I think he's pretty excited to keep going on it, too. Right? Well, uh... It, it turns out that uh, Stephen and I are trying to put together uh, a chance for us to make it out to Big Buck. Um, I've been texting a lot with uh, Bolton about it, and uh, we may be out there doing some filming for somebody. Um, we haven't we haven't solidified everything yet for the weekend, but if we make that happen, um, I'll probably race um, the Sunday race, uh, the morning race, just because I don't want feel like racing for three hours because uh, Cooper's talked me out of that. <laughs> he told me that stupid, don't do it. You're gonna hate life. Do the two-hour race. I was like, you got it, Mr. Man. Did you see the dog hair going over And uh, so, but then when I was thinking, I was like, oh, it'd be really cool is if uh, I could help you guys do the webcast on Sunday afternoon for the afternoon races. Yes. Just saying. 
I like how you put him on the spot. Like, you can't say no on the air. <laughs> so it's like, all right. Yeah, you can totally come help. You can come sit at my spot in the woods and do my job. I'll go do something else. I specifically said in the trailer. That, that is what I just volunteered myself. No, no, I think okay. you have to. I think you need to be out on the course, and you need to somehow get in each cameraman's shot at some point during the race. I need to give him a shot. Oh, like liquor. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> get in the shot. Oh, get in the shot. Like, you need to like have like costume <laughs> on and like walk through the shot. Oh yeah, we could get like a we could get a big Chester costume. Like we could all wear like wear like a big rubber chicken costume, or I could get like a Sasquatch costume, or something like that. We've we've been wanting to do the Sasquatch thing, just with one of the cameras just sitting out in the woods. I like do it. some kind of Sasquatch skin. Can, can can said Sasquatch drink beer? I cannot confirm that. I cannot confirm or deny these actions by said Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Well, cool. So that'd be fun though if we could make something happen for Big Buck. Um, I want to know uh, from you, Miss uh, Miss Bailey, what you happen to think about uh, the new Husky team. Um, it's really cool. We've got so many teams. Uh, coming that have been announced for GNCC. I think one of the ones that was so seems like it was kind of so quick to get put together, but done right, I still think was uh, the new Husky team. Um, and Andrew DeLong on that bike is gonna be awesome. I mean, still working out the National Enduros, but yeah, I mean, wowzers. So, how do you think a, a new team kind of coming in? This obviously it's not new racers, it's not new management. These guys know what they're doing, but at the same time, they're using a lot of new technology to to them. To set people totally involved. Uh, Isn't well, it new management? It is new management. And yeah, but uh, they're not. They're not. They're, yeah, it's new to Husky. Yeah, the team. The team management. Actually, let give you a little backstory. I've been. <laughs> I've been hanging out with these guys for like the past week. Uh, the team manager is Andy Jefferson, who used to be a pretty good motocrosser back in the day and raced Huskies. He's actually worked for uh, for a copier, like a office supply company for the past 20 years. Still stayed active with motorcycles, so this is actually his first time being like a team manager, so it is, it's new management, but actually, like, Joey Marr is doing as the mechanic for Andrew DeLong, and he was with the Fred Andrews team for the past, uh, he's been with the Fred Andrews team for quite a number of years now, so in some ways it's new, in some ways it's not. Wait, and Bolton, I don't know if you know much about this, but you know, from what I observed this weekend, like the two teams don't re really interact. Like they're on two totally separate levels at the races, and like not even near each other. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was actually there's kind of a, a little bit of a parking snafu there. That's why they were parked away from the KTM team. And uh, actually, they 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 did interact some. Uh, Tony Hall from the KTM team come over and helped with a couple of little things, but uh. But I mean, overall, it is they are two different teams. They really they are two different teams. While they are the same company technically, they are two completely different teams. Hmm. <laughs> and I guess by staying that separate, they're trying to keep their own image. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it definitely you know they right now yes they seem like. It's KTM running white bikes that have Husky. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that, everybody says That's that. They feel says. that and stuff. 
it will not be that way moving forward. I mean, they will be completely separate. It's just that right now, you know, the way that they wanted it to work is they wanted to have a good basis, a great basis to start this newer Husky off of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they chose to use their Husabergs, which were a lot. Like a KTM. So they were blue KTMs. Now they're just blue and yellow KTMs. <laughs> but yeah, no, give it two two years and they'll be vastly different bikes for sure. Well, I think it's cool to see uh, more peop- more teams coming about. When we thought a couple years ago, even it looked like teams were dropping out and companies were pulling out, it looked like things were kind of getting bad. And then we see this year, there's a lot There's a lot of teams. There's a lot of factory teams out there, and that's really cool to see. Yeah. What, uh, from, from, from y'all's perspective on that end of the of the world, what do you guys... Uh-oh. Oh, no. What are, what are we playing with? Am I in trouble? <laughs> I was looking at the chat room. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, when Chester comes out, everybody has a, everybody loses loses control of their yeah. Themselves. Can't help. I understand. Um, now oh, I forgot what I was gonna ask. <laughs> Completely lost my train of thought. Choking <laughs> your chicken. Oh, yeah. My gosh, dude, you're just beating that thing up over there. All right, I'm going back to Pennsylvania. I can't <laughs> yeah, this this is this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Well, I'm excited to see Husqvarna, yeah. regardless of speaking what it is. Speaking so. of Husky, fun fact for you: Mike Brown is racing this weekend. Yay! I was going to ask that. That's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's going to. Uh, is actually, it going to be XC1 or XC2? Uh, he's racing XC1. He'll be on a 450 on an FC 450. He, uh, he Mike got Brown, Husqvarna rounds one and two, running the number 120. Number 120. I printed his graphics yesterday. Why is he running 311? Has somebody already take that? Um, I think uh, 120 is in a group of numbers that are like reserved for specifically for perfect. guest pros. Yeah. Like uh, Russ Bobbitt's also racing. He's running 113. He's not racing anymore. Yeah. Well, he was. <laughs> he was, was going to be racing. Until Wait, that was going to be interesting to see. Jacked up his patella. <laughs> That's a bummer. Oh, it had to hurt. That's okay. We like everybody. We like everybody. So uh, you were having dinner with Mike Brown and something. You've had a lot of the uh, Husky guys there at the shop. Um, what are their kind of thoughts, though, going into this? Are they, you know, how does everybody feel? What's the? Is it just? Do they think it's just a learning year, or do they have the feeling that it's a, it's it's not just a learning year that there's more to it? Uh, yeah. Yes, I did have dinner with Mike Brown uh, less than two hours ago. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, but they are treated, I mean, it is, it is a full-blown effort, full-blown race here for them, and uh, DeLong, uh, one of the sections this weekend, when DeLong came in, he mentioned how he had really adjusted to the 350, and uh, he come in and he looked at he looked at Joey Moore and he looked at Bart Hayes and said, I think I got something for those boys next weekend. Hmm. So... Obviously, he's feeling pretty good on the 350. So, I mean, you never know. Very well, very well could he could get up there and give everybody a challenge. You know, he's uh, Wait, in the past. He... He's he's had a couple of times where he was running pretty high in the overall from XC2. So, it could happen. Does he go back to the 450 though? No, nope. He's sticking with the 350. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, I got to ride a a, a kind of a kind of souped up 350 XC this past weekend, but the other bike I got to ride was a 2013 250 SX, 
that was an old that was a supercross bike for uh, Brian Story's team that he was with um, la- the 2012 and 2013 East Coast Supercross and he kind of this is the bike that he raced at the ISDE this past year and uh, been racing locally for a while ever since that kind of team uh, didn't come back this year but man that shit was powerful it was awesome like he put a little bit bigger tank on it uh, changed the compression a little bit with some gaskets uh, a little bit thicker gaskets and not so thin and uh that bike was awesome for off-road. Obviously, suspension as well. But, man, uh, I would think that Mike Brown, with how well he does on those 350s with Endurocross, he knows how to ride that size engine. And he'd probably come into play that it's a great bike, and I want one now. <laughs> and I can't have one because they're too damn expensive. Ah! I don't know. Oh, well. So, are we going to see a repeat XC1 champion for 2014. Maybe. I I'm gonna say no. I want everybody everybody to give their opinion, yes or no, and then we can fight filter it out. I say no. I say it's not impossible. That's not a yes Poor or no. Guy. Oh, no. Uh, what are you running for president? Both That's on? a yes or no. answer. <laughs> I don't know. I'm right. say- the, the, you know the past the past few years it's been sort of like a uh, sort of like a championship defending curse. Hmm. Yeah, but with every, with every curse, it's like it has to be broken. Like at some point, it will be broken. Yeah, was, uh, yeah, exactly. But what? if you look back, if you look back, Strang won in two thousand or Wib- Wibbly won in two thousand nine. Didn't right. win in two thousand ten. Strang won in two thousand ten. Broke his leg at the last race in 2011 and got beat by Charlie. Yep. Charlie won in 2011, had bad luck in 2012. Mm-hmm. Wibbly won in 2012, had bad luck in 2013. Struggled with injuries. So, Caleb won 2013. Does he break? I've got a very important question. Does he break that or does, or does he continue with this like bad luck streak for defending champions? Who knows? What number is he running? Is he it, will be running number one. He's going to lose. It's the number Every one Every time, curse. it's the number one curse. It's, it's the curse of the number one. It's real. Well, in the GNCC handbook, the rules are, do you have to run the number one, or could you choose to run your current number? You can choose to run a different number if you want to, but realistically... Sponsors will like um, Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you look at it as a team, from a team manager... Right. As a team manager, you want your guy to run that number one. Yeah, Charlie Charlie didn't run the number one the year after he won it. And oh. he kind of eventually got pressured into running the number one and switched partway into the season to oh. the number one. Yeah. I remember uh, David Knight because he won 07 08, correct? Back to back? He won 07 08, yeah. When, yeah. In, when, in, in 08, when he won that, was that when he was running the 101 with the <laughs> shadowed one in the middle? Well, yep. Yuha did he the same the, thing too. He ran the number one with a shadowed 101 behind yeah. him. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That, okay, that's what it was. Yeah. I copied that because. When Yuha won his two, he still ran the 111, but he ran a big one in the middle of it. Yeah. So that's what we need. He needs that's to run needs some to play off of. Yeah, I ran number it's... one one time in a local series and I lost. And then another time when I won, I ran the. I did the David Knight thing, the faded. I ran my normal number, but with the faded number one. That's how you do it. Yeah, see, when then you know when I was overall B, 
I moved up to the A class, and I had the one B on mine. I just totally sucked. That, when you're wow. on row one, right? Wish I could have. Wish I could have taken that one back. <laughs> they weren't my. They weren't me being a pro. There was. I screwed yeah. it all up. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. So no, I don't think uh, that that Caleb Russell is going to be a double XC one champion or two time back to back. Mainly. And not even because of the curse. No, you you give a fantastic point there, Bolton, in how you break it down. Because yeah, it does make it seem like that. I just think there's too many good riders um, that are that are there to be contending every weekend. And as long as they are there every weekend, it's going to be tough. Um, that is true. But one thing about Caleb, I mean, this is this is different. He's the only rider to win XC two back to back. Good fact. Yeah, that is a good fact. The only one that has ever won XC2 two years in a row. So he knows how to, I guess, how to not. Defend. Yeah, how to defend. That's yep. a good point. I think that that could be the, the turning point to really make him be possibly the next uh, next back-to-back then. I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, with, the, with the way the layout kind of going on for the series you know 13 races obviously we're starting in a new florida venue is that new florida venue with it be with it not being the typical venue it seemed like deep sand all the whoops it might have led to somebody having more advantage than others with this new terrain that they're going to have this new venue do you think that it plays in anybody's favor garrett edmondson <laughs> it's florida <laughs> Garrett Edmondson. Every you year. Never count Garrett Edmondson. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Garrett <laughs> Edmondson is something like 11 for 11 in FTR right now, so he's doing pretty okay. And uh, I don't know if he's ever actually said exactly what he's doing in Florida, but uh, he's doing something a little bit different, so keep an eye on him. Well, we've had a lot of shows about meth lately. Is he doing meth? Like, like <laughs> no, he's it? not. It, it has something to do. It has something to do with the bike that he is riding. Wait, is it a two fifty two stroke or what? Yep. Because isn't isn't he riding out of WMR this year? Uh, no, he's still riding. He's still riding Kawasaki. Oh, okay. But if it's a two fifty two stroke and it's a Kawasaki, it's what like an 05 or an 06? Yeah, I mean it's one of the last years they made it. Hmm. That could be cool. that could be cool. It is sick, though. Oh, 07 was the last year? Cooper's full of fun facts. Does that have, like, a 500 motor in it? The <laughs> Cooper's got a mic motor. over there. He's not even saying anything. He's shy. I wish. Hmm, interesting. Well, um, what other kind of venues? I, I noticed when I was looking at the schedule that the car mate, Gusher, from last year uh, is still to be determined, or TBA. Is there... Is uh, that... that property is uh, for sale, so... Uh, it wasn't because they didn't want us to come back. Uh, the event went well, but uh, the property may not be in the ownership come fall. So uh, we're still looking for a new venue, but it'll be a it'll be a northern West Virginia or Pennsylvania same type of terrain kind of area. But it's going to be a new place. Is it still going to be called the Car Mate Gusher? It probably will not be called the Gusher. Oh, that I was know. my favorite name ever. It, I, we don't. We never change venues and, and keep a name. So I would say we should have be people vote on a new name. Ooh, voting would be fun. Let's get social up in this biatch. Yeah, prizes. Next that to Jen Kenyon. Oh, that's true. 
Well, she only texts me back, you know, <laughs> one out of ten times, so she's probably not going to go for any of my ideas. <laughs> or in this case, uh, Miss Bailey's idea. Yeah, I think. Well, so you text her. Maybe, maybe. Send her Jen? a couple selfies with Izzy. <laughs> That's going to win anybody over, I think. <laughs> Pictures with Izzy. Yeah, you're in. Um, well, uh, what do you guys think about the schedule this year? You know, obviously we're going to be back to back with Florida and then Georgia, and then it kind of seems like it does the two week break, and then we go into the summer break, and then we come back for it. I know how do you guys feel about the schedule? Being on the East Coast, you guys have done this for so long. Um, any any things that really that we should we who are going to be watching this on the webcast and not able to attend a lot of these races, things that we should kind of you know be diligently paying attention for. Uh, I mean, it, it's good. It's it, all the all the old favorites are back. We do have new Florida race, and uh, for the time being, Kentucky is out and Loretta's is back. Right. Right. I was going to ask about that. Loretta's is back in the middle of the season versus the end that we saw the last yes. couple of years. What is yeah, the weather? Yeah, it's kind of its traditional spot. Yeah. Yeah. What about? Because I mean, that what 2011 we saw it rained out twice. Was that the year? I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, what what's the weather going to be like that time of year? It's probably going to rain. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's probably going to be in November, like it should be, because it's going to get rained out. It rained at every single one last year, so it's probably going to rain. <laughs> Loretta right. is still actually just a just a hair bit later than what it was several years ago. It's actually at the beginning of May. It was originally scheduled in its traditional weekend as round five, but switched it around with the limestone in Indiana because it's really close to a university which is graduating that weekend. And what you're saying uh, is you don't want a bunch you don't want a bunch of hillbilly dirt bike racers around for college graduation parties or well, uh, it's a hotel it's situation. A, yeah. oh. I was about to say I'm really good at keg stands. I could show some people up. <laughs> I yeah, I mean I would too, so but I mean, aside from that, it's 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 a pretty normal schedule, and I mean, with two week breaks, it's not like we stay out on the road anyway. So they could do it in almost any order they wanted to, and we'd just be driving from home every time, anyways. Right, which is nice. Does that does that make it easier on you guys, or is that actually harder? That's uh, about the same, really. Yeah, I do. I still do supercrosses in between all of them, so that's a solid point. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still going somewhere. It's just if I'm driving to a GNCC or flying to a supercross. Yep, understood. Um, we had a, a good comment in the, the chat room, and I wanted to see what you guys thought about this. Cooper was talking about the fact that Strang's going to be back on a factory-supported team, which is the Ampro Yamaha team. He's still under his Rocky Mountain ATV MC banner. Um, but he's essentially what I think a lot of people call him a kind of like factory supported team. So he still has his little team, but it's f- supported by the Ampro guys. Um, one of the things that I've heard in the past, now I don't know if this is true. I mean, I, I've met and talked with String and stuff like that, but I, I don't know him personally, so I don't know how much this comes into play. But I've heard that he isn't the best tester, that he has a lot of trouble making small improvements and knowing when to, when to make those adjustments. Um, and, and that might have come into play with the Kawasaki in the team that he ran last year um, because of the fact of, of just like the mass support and the people with a lot of brains to kind of help him make some of those smaller decisions weren't there. Now that he's going to have that kind of support and people to be able to do that with him at the Ampro Yamaha team, especially guys like Randy Hawkins, um, I think it's going to be uh, pretty bitching. But do you guys, is there. What do you guys think about you know kind of Strang being uh, one on this 
the newly revised reversed, you know, YZ450 um, with a, a dry brake tank that's probably going to break his dick off. Um, and then, you know, being on the Ampro team and all this, this kind of stuff. Well, I think that's I think that's a huge huge help for String because he was so used to when he when he first came here he was so used to being with the factory Suzuki team and he was with the factory Suzuki team for several years he was used to having everything was done for him and then all of a sudden the Suzuki team was no more and that kind of leaves him well well that leaves him with nothing he ended up with the RPM KTM team which is it's a good team but some of it's still on you yourself as the rider to kind of put some things together. So I th he struggled with that a little bit, obviously. And then last year, he came back with the Rocky Mountain Kawasaki deal and had a lot of help from Jimmy Jarrett. Obviously, Jimmy knows a thing or two, but uh, but it's still not. It still wasn't a full blown. It still wasn't a true factory effort with some sort of factory backing. Now he's got some sort of factory backing, which I think is definitely going to help him because he's been he's already been working with the with the Ampro people a good bit over the winter, so uh, it's definitely going to benefit him a lot having having that factory team to help him out. Hmm. I think having Wibley there with him also. I mean, yep. Wibley's an animal, someone to train <laughs> with, someone who is really good at making adjustments and testing. I think that'll help String a lot too. Yeah, We've just yeah seen but will they share that information? That's the question. Yeah. I mean, I, the way that I've, the, what I've gathered from that talking to a lot of the guys that ride on the Ampro team and that, that are involved with Randy Hawkins and going to the farm and stuff like that, they're they're a big family. Like, they mm -hmm. don't, you know, it, it's not that they're all out there doing their own thing and then, you know, it, so I wouldn't think that there'd be an issue there. Right. Um, yeah, I'm, I've, I've seen it and, uh, they're definitely a family. Everyone's everyone supports each other. Everyone helps each other. So I would say that Paul would would be willing to give up some of his stuff. I mean, he shared it with when, when I was there. He shared it with you know the A riders and stuff like that. So I don't see, I don't know. I just don't see him being the kind of guy that would keep that from strength. That would help him to get faster and better. Yeah. Because and look at look at Ricky Russell. Like he was like kind of like Paul Whipple's Padawan mm -hmm. last year, and he is an animal now. Yeah. Yeah. So. so. I think that'll be good to have Wibley there, kind of just to, to train with, especially because he's an incredible trainer, and then just to have for that kind of stuff, testing and stuff like that. Yeah. Have you guys, being longtime Yamaha fanatics, uh, have you guys had a chance to ride or see the new 450s in person? Have not rode, nope. Hmm. It'd be interesting to hear some of the differences. Um, what about, uh, maybe you guys could help this too. Uh, the dry brake situation and the kind of the oversized tank. Now I know that IMS has been working on it. We got a lot of other different people working on it. Has there been any kind of confirmation that somebody has it at least dialed for this weekend? Is there are there bikes with dry brake tanks on them? Or I should rephrase that. Are there YZ four fifties with dry brake on them? It's awesome. Uh yeah, I mean it's a factory team so They've got something. What does he know? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I'll say. They've got something. So is it the dick breaker that we saw online? Because that shit was awesome. It could be. Maybe they got something different. Or maybe... <laughs> maybe they've got something really cool. So I don't I know. Think... I'm just picking stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's always it's always fun when you uh, when you try to sound smart. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the last I read that it was like it was supposed to be going into production soon, but I have no idea. They what? have seventy combo. Oh. <laughs> I don't you, know. What'd you say? <laughs> I said they have seventy-five of them, and that's a lo- that's that's a random bolt-on adventure number. Yeah, right? I mean it's a number that I made up. I don't know how many they have. Yeah, I I wouldn't think to trust you either. But All everybody right. needs a redheaded stepchild, and we have you. Exactly. And I'm very thankful <laughs> for that fact. Well, what other uh, what other fun riders have you guys got out there that you know? Obviously, said Jeremy uh, that you guys have a list of all these guys that you were watching. Um, within all that kind of chatter in the office and stuff like that, what are some of the, the expectations uh, and who are some people chatting about? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I'm never at the office. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, Thad, you know, Thad deal for us this year with the Amsoil program and Amsoil, you know, being the series sponsor. So um, we're all pretty pumped on him. And then, you know, it should be interesting to see what Charlie does. You know, it's coming so close last year, and I know he's been training pretty hard, so I'd like to see him get back up there again. Mullet Bob. Mullet Bob. Mullet Bob. Well, uh, that's not made up. That's, that is a real person. I don't know if I believe you. I'm dead serious. Mullet Bob is like the coolest. Like, Mullet Bob is a badass. Yeah, we can actually look Mullet Bob up in the results. It literally, it is it literally, literally, is literally listed as Mullet Bob Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty dark. Well, uh, I um, before we kind of start to wrap it up and figure out some more of the the last bits here for the GNCC preseason show, I wanted to know if uh, Bolton had any specifics since you're on about Ride PG because obviously they are a fantastic sponsor here of of the seat time um, and obviously with our discount code you can save some money which is fantastic that discount code is seat time one word if you're ordering online or if you're calling you can just ask them and be like I would like the seat time discount um, and um, you know if they say no then you punch them through the phone and you get it but uh, yeah so we always like to give you the, the chance bolt on when you're on if there's any you know special deals that you guys are running or uh, new promotions or anything like that uh, right now it's pretty much just uh, we've actually been really, really, really busy here the past few weeks. With everybody uh, getting in a lot of it, a lot of last-minute stuff before the race season begins, and um, it's been really tough. We uh, we lost, we had a graphic designer leave us. Um, I don't know. It's been a couple of months now. Um, leave us kind of dishonestly, <laughs> and um, actually, what we've done instead of going and hiring somebody is that I have actually jumped in and started helping design stuff. Uh, just some of the easier stuff as far as just number plate backgrounds and ready to ship kits and all of that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, don't make me mad or I might mess up your graphics on purpose. It's ridiculous. I don't want you to mess up my graphics at all. Yeah, I wouldn't actually do that. <laughs> Not nice. Doesn't sound fun. Doesn't sound <laughs> fun. Well, um, Zach, are you going to yeah. be making it to any of the GNCCs? You got a couple up there by you, don't you? Um, probably after I graduate in May, then you know, 
I can travel anywhere I want to as far as, you know, for races and stuff. But, I mean, I, I hope to. I haven't been to one in a long time. I think the last time was Unadilla a couple of years ago. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's about time. I would agree. I want to go. I think it'll be fun. Um, it's neat that the Royal Inns is back. That's like a nine-and-a-half-hour drive, nine-hour drive. Closest one to us. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Sounds awesome. But, uh, you know, I'd like to be able to make that. Uh, obviously, if the whole big buck thing works out, that would be freaking sweet. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I know that uh, it looks like, oh, Jeremy's back. Okay, good. So, Jeremy, uh, I know you guys said you're switching over to live stream. It's going to be racertv.com. Uh, give us some more specifics, if you've got them, on, on how uh, how and when people can kind of tune in. Uh, for all of the GNCC action. Yep, uh, racertv.com, uh, 1 o'clock p.m. Uh, local race time, um, any GNCC race day. I think uh, Loretta's might be our only central time zone. I think the rest will be in the eastern time zone. So one, most of the time, 1 o'clock eastern, um, racertv.com, and it'll be right there on the homepage. And then um, we're all social media up this year, so uh, we've got... Racer TV on Instagram and on Twitter, and we've uh, been putting some stuff up on the YouTube. And then, um, of course, all of the shows from NBC Net Sports Network and MAV TV and everything else we produce uh, is always up there on the website. So lots of stuff to find on racertv.com. Very cool. Well, I'm excited. Um, what up? Besides posting things to Instagram like my co-host is doing currently... I mean, it is a good picture. It is, it's a picture <laughs> of a us with picture. Izzy. So it's it's fantastic. Little, little Izzy's getting all famous. Um, what other kinds of fun stuff is, is are we looking forward to this year for GNCC or just racing in general? What other stuff should we start looking at for this year to, to cover? Are you doing that UTV thing if you go to Big Buck? The what TV? No. The UTV. UTV stuff. We need to find one. We got to get one to race. Me and you, Woody. KO4. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, oh. I was, sorry, when you said, like, I heard UTV, I literally thought, like, of, like, like some other, like, streaming service, not of the, not of the genre of vehicle, of the utility vehicle. Get out of the web developer mode. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what he's, oh my god, it's, I didn't get hired for anything like that. Uh, that is definitely one of the things that we're chatting about, is trying to figure out a way for us to go and uh, to race the uh, UTVs on Saturday, and then uh, do some dirt bike racing on Sunday. So, obviously, there are, are only one uh, program that does that. That would be KR4. So, we, nothing solidified, but you know, as we're trying to make it happen, that's, uh, that's kind of the way it's going. Actually, screw it. We'll go ahead and ask right now. What I have had is an idea in my head that there are a lot of people out there that travel a lot, and they probably get or accumulate air miles or maybe credit card points that go towards air that could go toward air miles. Um, and there are also people who use those and those who don't. And if you're one of the people that don't use them or don't use all of them, um, please contact us because that's what we're looking for. We're looking for somebody that might want to donate some of those air miles to us so that we can make it out to this event. Because obviously, with with all the fact that we're trying to do all the funding we're doing right now to try to pay for some of the expenses it costs into getting more equipment and things for the studio and stuff like that, we don't have the capital to just you know buy $600 worth of plane tickets to go out to this event to uh, take part in this. Um, but if somebody out there was really big into the scene and wanted to help donate um, something like that, uh, obviously we would figure out a way to, to work it in and try to kind of sponsor it up a little bit. 
so yeah, if you guys uh, are interested, that's what we're trying to figure out. So what's her Instagram in the chat room? What's your Instagram, Miss uh, Bailey? J Mill J M I L J Mill eight. No, Milf? no, no. J Mill banger. No. Just M I L. <laughs> How about I just put it in the chat room? Uh, that might be easier. <laughs> J Mill banger. Yep. Uh, so when everybody goes to Jay Milfbanger, you're going to start seeing pictures of Bolton's cock. <laughs> this oh, one. look. This one. This one. You can already see it. This account has been suspended. That's that's definitely the, the, the one that I was referring to. <laughs> if we start seeing pictures of the other one, we know that Instagram's uh, censorship has uh, gone downhill. That they're now allowing smaller cocks in public. This is the only cock I have. I don't have any other ceramic chickens <laughs> or live chickens. Do you want to? Okay, <laughs> so um, I would assume uh, this is a little off topic, but I would want to say that that would be a garden thing, right? You would maybe if you were someone were to purchase that, they would purchase it to uh, to, to what category is to that? Sex up yeah. their garden. I'm, I'm assuming so, but I did not purchase it, and it does not go in my garden. Okay, well. <laughs> This was given to me by God. <laughs> it was. It was. God. God said, "Bolton, look over there off the on the other side of that fence, next to the motocross track at Aonia Pass." And sure enough, I did. And this guy was just hanging out right there, all lonely. You're like, I. I feel like taking this cock home. I did. I actually used to block the trail first, but yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to run over a cock. Exactly. Right. So. But what's funny is I think that uh, these little these little gnome features, if you will, things you would go ahead and purchase for your garden, they they get they get a little weird sometimes. You see some eccentric yep. eccentric ones, if you will. the The most off the wall one that I've ever seen um, is, and unfortunately, it comes across very racist, but it's funny as hell. Is this one of a little black boy sitting there, and he's got like overalls on and no shirt, and he's all hunched over, and he's just biting into a big old slice of watermelon. <laughs> and I was just like, I immediately was like, who the hell thought it was okay to make that? And who like, buys that? Yeah, so who makes that? And then who goes to Big like Waffle House in Atlanta. Yeah, who, who goes into Big Lots and buys that thing? Like, uh, So I just thought that it was, you know, that that had to be brought up. So it was... <laughs> I saw it at it was a white elephant gift at a <laughs> at a Christmas party, and it was funny how many people were fighting over it, like they wanted to take that home. <laughs> I didn't because I already want a blow up doll, but <laughs> so it's interesting. <laughs> Friend requests. Is that what it's called on Instagram? Probably not. Follow. Follow requests. Are you blocked? I am private. All right, this is a great discussion, especially if anybody else out there has privates, private Instagram <laughs> accounts. Um, why does someone have a private Instagram account? So that creeps can't see my photos. Not a good enough isn't, answer. Isn't that what the, you're <laughs> looking for? Some complex answer. I just, I just really think that Obviously that's what people it's for. <laughs> That's I mean, what it's for? I, that's what I think. 
I mean, they're like, well, here's the weird question. Are you posting a bunch of pictures where you feel like people would want to creep? No. no. I don't know why it's private, I guess. So I can filter who I want people to see my pictures. You're like, unless you have a dirt bike in your profile picture, you're not getting in here. (laughs) It's a real tight restrictions to be my follower. (laughs) Yep. I hear that. I'm not. I'm public on everything. I am the most open book out there. It may not be a book people want to read, <laughs> but it's out there. <laughs> what do you think, Bolton? Why would uh, why would people out there want to have a private Instagram account? I don't know. I've asked that for like ever, d- d- dating back to to uh, before Instagram existed, dating back to before Twitter existed, dating back to before Facebook was MySpace. big. MySpace. Basically, big, yeah, back to the MySpace days. <laughs> Top eight. Hmm. What about you, Sailor? It, it it concerns me because I you know I, I've always thought all I want to do is creep on you a little bit and learn who you are. That's true. I, you know what's funny is I'm private, but I get frustrated when other people are private. I'm like, I just want to look at your pictures. Who are you? And I don't want to friend you because then I look creepy. So that's me. That's your dilemma. I'm a hypocrite. Welcome to life, people. Welcome to life. Well, um, all right, uh, Jeremy. <coughs> As we wrap it up, what's the coolest thing you've seen lately about 2014 that gets you excited? Oh, man, I don't know. It doesn't um, have to be anything specific. It could be any, nothing. It doesn't even have to be a dirt bike thing. I don't sleep a whole lot, so this is a struggle. Um, so when you see, like, melatonin tablets, that gets you excited? I got the iPad Mini with Retina display. Ooh! Yeah, um, and I'm trying something. I'm doing an experiment. I got it on T-Mobile. If you take a picture and, uh, with a Retina iPad of your penis, does it look bigger? Yes. Because it's double pixel density. Yes, double pixel density. You need all the density you can get. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Supercross has been pretty cool this year. All the different winners in the 450 classes made it pretty exciting. Yeah, but Villapoto's still starting to... I mean, he's already almost a... He's already yeah, a full I, race point-wise up on everybody except Dungey, which is I saw points. Okay, I saw something cool this morning that somebody posted, and it was a way to recalculate the points that took into account semi-wins, heat wins, and hole oh, shots. Oh, I saw that. Oh, that would be awesome. Villapoto was still winning the points because he's led... He, uh, has won the races and he's won the heat races, but it puts Stewart oh, very, very close to him because Stewart That's has led it. a lot of laps, and he's also been qualifying very well. True, true that. Yeah, that it would was be kind interesting. Of interesting to think. It would be cool, you know, if if you look at NASCAR or any other series like that. NASCAR, you gain points if you lead a lap of the race, and it gives incentive to race more than just the race for second place. And Villapoto, while he's been very consistent all year, he's not winning the races. And I think that there should be more emphasis on winning the races, even if it is winning the heat races and the semi-races. I mean, hell, it would give Michael Essie some points. <laughs> Especially the past two events where he's gotten quite a few hole shots and actually led some laps and stuff like that. That's interesting. That's a really cool uh, cool way to look at it. I've always wondered that, too, because of uh, like the World Cup downhill. You know, when they do qualifying and seed runs and stuff like that, they get X amount of points that wind Obviously, it's nowhere near as heavy as the amount of points they would get for winning the, the event. But they actually, you know, that way they're not 
Because what happens is, is that if they know the next day when it's it's going to be raining, they're going to go out there and they're going to they're going to they're going to stop on the course so they have a shitty qualifying time so they go out first so they can try to beat the rain. Because um, if you have a crappy qualifying time, you would then ride first. Where if you have a really good qualifying time, you would ride last. And so if it looks like it's going to rain later in the day when they would think that they would be going, they would just have a shitty qualifying time. So to try to elude, the, you know, uh, keep people from doing that, they you know, give points for qualifying. Um, so that's something like that more interesting. Really cool. Oh my gosh. At least. Yeah. The other cool thing about Supercross this year is the return of the semis. And so now the races to qualify for the main event, you have to, if you don't make it out of your heat, you're racing against different people in your, in your uh, semi. Yeah. Um, Cause they kind of, yeah. they kind of filter the, the people, right? They don't just go from like your yeah, heat to your semi. It's every other finisher out of the heat race goes to the opposite semi races. Yeah. I've That's really cool. enjoyed the semis. I kind of, I kind of agree with everybody that the heat feels too short, but I would rather keep it with the semis the way it is than go back to the way it was. Even though the heat still feels like one or two laps too short. Yeah, TV wise, yeah. I get it. So I would rather keep it the way it is. Mm -hmm. Getting this, getting the three hours of live coverage on FS1 has been awesome for the sport. But at the same time, it's just the night program is insane, especially on our end. All the stuff that's happening in between the races to make it happen, uh, it's it's pretty crazy this year. But I do think the racing's been a lot more exciting. And I'm with you. I wouldn't give up the semis. Yeah, bitching. Well, uh, then I guess we just need to figure out how to get me in a Sasquatch uh, suit out at a couple GNCCs. Yeah. With a couple cans of Miller Lite or something. Classic cans of Miller Lite. Yeah. What is up with that? They're I guess they're kind of going vintage. Yeah, I hope they keep it. It's awesome. They look cool. I think it's a fantastic piece of work, like the, the design that goes into that label. All right. Well, we'll, we'll start closing it up here. Mr. Zach Huberty. What do you have to say? Any lasting, long words of wisdom? No, really don't. It's been a <laughs> long day. I uh, I drove like seven hours this morning to get back home, and then just been busy ever since. Sailor just drove five hundred miles. <clears throat> yeah, suck it. Tomorrow. All right. Well, where can uh, where can people get in touch with you and follow you on all your little social bits? my little social hits um i mean for everything innovation off-road it's just either like at innovation off-road or twitter it's um io underscore media um same with facebook and then personally just look up uh it's usually zach huberty 323 and that's what the all the social media accounts are dig it yeah well i look yep. forward to seeing you in texas are you uh, are you flying in and coming to the house and riding with us, or what? Are you, did you figure out what you're doing yet? Yeah, I gotta figure it out. I still haven't bought my flights. Um, last time I looked, it was like 250 bucks round trip. So gotta do that, and then gotta figure out whether I'm riding or not. And oh, you're riding it, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I don't know. I I really enjoyed actually like covering from the media side this weekend, just like a whole different perspective. I'm well, I think if you're that. gonna do the media side of it, then you should make the race all about me. <laughs> should be like cover the national enduro from the perspective of such an out of shape sexy son of a bitch like myself do that for about six months and you'll just want to race again 
<laughs> He'll probably just Wait, do it that, for one that race. That happened after just the weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Following me around is pretty much going to guarantee he's going to race again very quickly. <laughs> I may kick him off the bike. Damn it. That would suck. Since you were in November. All right. And then, uh, Mr. Sailor, uh, I know you've got some personal personal bits as well in the in the world of social bits. Uh, yeah, I have uh, the social things. It's uh, basically uh, at JS Sailor on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all that other crap. And uh, I try to come into the uh, old seat time chat room when I can. Yeah. And, uh, the hashtag Sailor Life. It's usually the best adventures of Sailor. Soon to get weirder once Bolton starts giving you some of his advice. Well, it's going to get weirder just because we're going back to GNCC, and when we get back out in the woods, things get a little strange. <laughs> just like finding all the used condoms at the top of all the announcing towers. <laughs> mm, Only such, Loretta's. Such a strange world we live in. <laughs> it's like there's a trash can right there. But no, leave your mark everywhere. Well, uh, what about you? Where you're? So you're Jay Milfbanger. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> it's just J-Mill. M-I-L. Nothing else except for 98. 98. J-Mill yeah. 98. Uh, obviously, if those guys... Um, it's fun because we have all of our seat time crap all over the place. So if you want to find us on the website, it's seattime.co. It's where we archive all the sites, uh, post all of our little fun blitz that go, bits that go on there. Of course, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash seatime. You find us on Twitter. It's uh, underscore CO is our Twitter handle. Uh, we are on Instagram. It's just regular old seat time. If you're looking for myself for some more random fun pictures of what goes on with that, that's not just seat time and how many fun faces my son and I, Liam, like to make, uh, you can find me pretty much everywhere at Woody B. Pierced. Um, I'm not going to spell that for you. I'm going to let you get creative and figure it out. Uh, I definitely appreciate everybody, not just that's... Uh, watching listening or archiving but everybody that's been on the show it's been a lot of fun i think it's going to be a great season of gncc racing i have loved all the webcasts that have been going on for the past two years i'm looking forward to another fun year of it um i think it's going to be a cool new uh, upgrade with with uh, going to live stream mm-hmm. um so yeah I'm, I'm excited for this for this year i'm looking forward to national enduros too it's going to be cool to see how this all this works out now, anybody with some last thoughts besides uh, jared bolton who's voguing Uh, that's just, my thought right there. I'm just, uh, I'm just overwhelmed being beside Jared Bolton on a couch, so I, I don't have anything else. Uh, can everybody raise their hands in that picture, though? I just want to make sure they're all... <laughs> Hand check. Oh. Okay! <laughs> now we're good. Now we're good. That's fine. I just wanted to make sure no ski pole was going. Crap, your cock is heavy. <laughs> <laughs> that is the heaviest cock! <laughs> I did not realize your cock was this heavy. Cock is huge. Wow. It is. It is. That is one of it the has, largest, uh, widest cocks I've ever seen. I think that's the double pixel density cock right there. <laughs> All right, we'll put that on your J Milfbanger Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bolton, you and your double density white cock. Girth. Girth. All right, Zach. On the other end, we appreciate you guys being here. Thanks, have fun. Remember, 
Always enjoy Pineful of Awesome. Uh, there should be a baby coming, so we will keep you guys updated on how things go and if we're going to have an episode next Tuesday um, and all that kinds of stuff. Thank you, uh, Miss Bailey, for being You're on the show. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for putting up with uh, all my shenanigans <laughs> and all of our uh, it's awesome. co-hosts' shenanigans as well. Yes. They're good people. <laughs> that one's never going away. It's here to stay. <laughs> it's gonna become a hashtag. <laughs> My parents would be real proud of this one. Yeah, it's okay. It's right. Just kidding. They don't watch anything. All right. So now that we've randomly decided to keep this episode going as long as possible, I want to say thank you very much for watching. Hopefully, the YouTube. Going live with YouTube uh, worked out for everybody. We're going to check it out here and push some buttons and see how it went. So thank you. We'll see you soon. See you next Tuesday. Peace.